Hi, and welcome to the first episode of my new show coming to you on all of the SBK channels, where each week for the remainder of the National Hunt season, I'll take a look back at the weekend that's just been, take a look at some of the more interesting handicap uh, marks that have been moved or adjusted that come out every Tuesday morning, and also take a look forward to the week ahead and any interesting races that might be coming on the horizon. Obviously, this week, pretty quiet weekend of jumps racing, given the weather causing havoc. But there were two performances that caught my eye, both novice hurdlers. The first coming at Newcastle and the Ben Pauling trained Ben Jones ridden handstands. Now, he ran out a very ready winner of the novice hurdle there, over two miles and four and a half furlongs. Jumped well when he was on a nice forward stride. His jumping when he was in tight was a bit fiddly. There's plenty of room for improvement there. He travelled very well through the race, almost too well at times, particularly down the back straight last time where you could see that as Ben Jones went to put him into the race, slightly came alive in Ben's hands. You could see Ben lifting his hands off the neck, trying just to temper his enthusiasm. Really liked how he quickened away between the second last and the last. Then that jumping and greenness, he's a big baby, flattened the last hurdle, but one with any amount in hand. He's been given an opening mark of 131. I think that's a you know, pretty decent level. To put that into context, Jericho de Repinay, who is everyone's talking horse this season, has got an official mark of 132. So certainly a fair level of form there. And he's come a long way in a very short time. He only won his point-to-point in October of 2023. He was sold at the Cheltenham sales in November, middle of November. So he's only with Ben Pauling about a month before winning at Hereford. So there's plenty of upside to this horse, just the five-year-old. Now, I would be surprised if he goes towards a big spring target at the Cheltenham Festival. Might perhaps see him at Aintree. Connections are talking about going to the Sydney Banks, a listed contest at Huntington next time. I think he's a really exciting horse. Still only a five-year-old. Plenty of upside and one that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Down at Wincanton, another horse that shares a lot of similarities with handstands. And that's Lord of Thunder for Joe Tizard and Brendan Powell. Like handstands, he's by getaway. And uh, like Hanson, he was winning under a £7 penalty. I always think that takes a bit of doing at this time of the year when there's plenty of nice novice hurdlers coming out and taking on these horses that have already got a win to their name. Like handstands, he quickened really smartly from the second last to the last. But unlike handstands, he looked far more professional. He really got his head down. I loved his head carriage. Nice and low, really battled around. Very straight for Brendan Powell up the wide, home straight at Wing Canton. But you'd expect that. This was his fourth hurdle start. He's a year older. He had the experience of a point-to-point and a bumper last year, another summer on his back. So he is going to be a bit bigger, stronger and more mature. He's a really smart prospect. I think there's been a notable change in the way that horses are campaigned out of the Tizard Yard since Joe Tizard has taken his name over on the trainer sheet from Father Colin. Colin, I always thought, was pretty ambitious. He was prepared to run his horses plenty. And that wasn't really to my taste, and you know, in, in my opinion. I like to see novice horses brought along slowly. And I think there's been a subtle change to that under Joe's stewardship. So I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the Cheltenham Festival. He's a really smart horse. And I do wonder whether he might actually face off against handstands at Huntingdon, a right-handed track. So far, he's done all his winning at Wing Canton, which, of course, is right-handed. Plenty of similarities on the track. So another smart prospect. Perhaps a little bit more forward than handstands. That extra year means he probably is a bit more mature, but two nice novice hurdlers to keep an eye on. And then moving on to the handicap movers and shakers. For those of you that don't know, these are the revised handicap marks that get released every Tuesday morning from the official handicapper. Uh, One of my favourite days of the week to get stuck into these, have a look at what the handicappers made of the week just gone performances. 
And these cover from a Sunday through to a Saturday. So this week we're talking about the first, which actually was a Monday because there was no racing on New Year's Eve through to Saturday the 6th. And so the first horse going up in the handicap, we have to go all the way back to that New Year's Day meeting at Cheltenham, where I actually had a pretty productive day, but definitely felt like this was one that got away. And it's Ed Keeper for Sam Thomas and Sam Twiston Davis. He travelled really powerfully through the handicap, hurdle over three miles, came swinging down to the last, looked to have Butch, who was the eventual winner, covered all ends up. And then Sam sent him down to the last on a forward stride. Ed Keeper put down on him, fiddled, hit the top of the hurdle, lost his hind legs on landing, lost all momentum because hind leg is where your power comes from. Then, of course, you've got that steep hill at Cheltenham on testing ground, and he never really got going. I saw a few people say that actually, given that he never closed back to Butch in the run-in, that maybe he was uh, emptying out as it was anyway. I personally don't hold that opinion. I think he was travelling really strongly. And about 100 yards from the line, he changes from his left lead onto his right lead, and really picked up again, was actually, I thought, coming back at the line. He's gone up £5 to a mark of 138. I'm sure Sam Thomas feels a bit sore that he's got £5 rise for finishing second, but that's the way the handicap goes. And I still think he's a really smartly handicapped horse. He's a very strong traveller. He is a good jumper normally. I just wonder where the uh, herd was situated right next to the near side rail at Cheltenham. And Sam Thomas came down that near side rail. That's where you've got the crowd. I just wonder whether he lost his uh, concentration and made a novice mistake. But I think he's a really smart horse going forward. And uh, I think I certainly want to keep with him. Another one that's gone up and uh, has gone up by quite a bit is Hill of Tara, who's gone up £8 to a mark of 107. Really well uh, placed by Venetia Williams to win two races in the space of five days. And the great part of her training was that the first win came at Haydock in a conditionals hurdle race, which means that he was able to run uh, on Her at Hereford on the Friday without a penalty because it was a conditionals race. So he's essentially run off 92 twice. In between those two runs, the handicapper this time last week put him up £7 for his initial effort at Haydock, but because the entry was already made, that uh, rise didn't take effect. And he's now been put up a further £8. So next time he runs, he is essentially going to be up £15. But I don't think that's going to stop him. He's a really smart performer. Clearly loves testing ground. Won at Hereford in a, in a pretty moderate race, but, but won in really easy style. And surely had a little bit of the edge taken off him from that run at Haydock on testing ground just five days before. He holds no entries now, um, but I'm sure he'll be out soon. Enough while the ground is testing over three miles still be in a fairly low grade of 0 to 110 and as such I want to keep with him and of course Venetia Williams has got Ned Fox who's a really improving £5 conditional so it could be that she elects to put him back on next time take £5 off and he was still to my mind look very well handicapped in that circumstance. Now one that's gone up in the handicap but uh, to a point that I'd be keen to oppose him and that's St Davies for John Joe O'Neill who won on his handicap hurdle debut at Ludlow this week. It's gone up £6 now to a mark of 130 I wasn't all that impressed with his win at Ludlow. It looked to me to make very hard work of getting past Emmeton, who's a very exposed staying hurdler. Does have a decent level of form, does Emmeton, but uh, I thought St. David made pretty hard work getting past him. His jumping was very moderate, and he only won by a length and three quarters from Emmeton. He's gone up, uh, and he was getting £6. I don't think that looks like a fair piece of handicapping up £6 now. I think that will get his uh, level um, fairly well marked and of course off a mark of 130 he's going to have to go into a better greater race and probably a deeper 
um, level of race as well with more runners. This was a fairly small runner affair at Ludlow. His jumping, like I said, was moderate. And I think that's only going to get worse in the more hurly-burly of a large runner handicap hurdle. So St. Davies for John Joe O'Neill, not a horse I want to be following and one that I would certainly look to oppose if he was well found in the market next time. And then to finish with a couple of non-movers. And the first one is another Venetia Williams horse, George's Saint, who was quite the talking horse going into the uh, chase at Wincanton on Saturday and jumped fairly moderately, jumped out to his left, and I've seen lots of talk on my social media that that was maybe the reason why he underperformed. I'd personally take a slightly different view. If you go back through all of his form, a mark of 123 is pretty much far and away above of anything he's achieved before. And his previous two runs at uh, Foss Lass and at Fakenham came in a much lower grade of a mark of 106 and 111. And both times ridden by £5 claimers in Lucy Turner and Ned Fox. So you could argue that he was essentially about £12 higher this time for that effort. I think that just found his level. And I think uh, he's going to struggle to win off this mark of 123 in the future. I'd be hoping that uh, maybe, as does happen at this time of year with Venetia Williams, she tends to hit form. And I always think her horses are slightly overbet in the market. So George's Saint would be one that I would be keen to oppose off his current mark of 123. And then the next horse is another John Joe O'Neill trained horse, and that's Inch House, who jumped poorly when beaten by Stumptown at that New Year's Day meeting at Cheltenham, was well fancied in the market. I actually opposed him. I, I opposed him with the wrong horse, but my, my thinking was sound. I wasn't impressed with his jumping at uh, Newbury all that much. I wondered whether he'd be able to operate around an undulating track. And I think to that degree, I was largely proven right. His jumping was very moderate. He's clearly got a big engine because he was still in there fighting coming to the last, but those poor jumping efforts took their toll and he weakened up, up the hill. Again, he's going to have to go into larger field handicaps going forward. This was only a small run of field and again he struggled and I think when he goes into a bigger field he's going to struggle to jump. And it is a theme I tend to find with John Drew and your trained horse if I'm honest. I don't think I can remember the last time I saw a novice jumper from John Joe Neal. I thought, wow, that's a, a really good jumping uh, horse over a fence. They seem to struggle. They seem to learn on the job. And I think Inch House is perhaps regressing with his jumping rather than improving. And I also think lots of people will sort of follow trends as we as we normally do and think of Monbeg Genius, who went very close in the Ultima last, last year, think that maybe Inch House is in that mould and follow him blindly. For me, they're very different horses. I don't think Inch House has got anywhere near the quality of jumping that Monbeg Genius carried into the Ultima last year. And as a, a result, I would be keen to oppose Inch House off his current mark of 137. And then to finish with uh, a couple of selections to look forward to at the weekend. Uh, for bumper weekend, lots of action. The rescheduled Veterans Chase, which was lost from Sandland, has thankfully found a slot on the Warwick card, which also features the Classic Chase. And in the Classic Chase, which is run at three o'clock, I quite fancy the look of Melina Girl for Gavin Cromwell. He's raided the UK with regular success this season, already eight winners to his name in this current season. And Melina Girl did win at Cheltenham over an extended three-mile three back in November. Off an £11 higher mark, she was running a very good race behind eventual winner Broadway Boy when coming down three out at Cheltenham last time. Probably too far to say how she was fared, but she was travelling very strongly and had jumped very well to that point. Connor Stone Walsh, I think he will probably take £5 off again at Warwick, as he did uh, at Cheltenham when she came down. He's the rising star in the Irish conditional ranks and uh, taking £5 off would make that £11 rise not all that hefty. 
this strong test should suit her. And providing she gets into a jumping rhythm, which is essential around Warwick with all those fences down the back straight, I thought around about seven to one, Melina Girl was a good bet in the classic chase. And as for the rearranged veterans chase, which I think is going to be run at 3.35 on the Warwick card, I'll be sticking with Lord de Menil. I think the ground is still going to ride testing. Arguably a shift to this left-handed track uh, is more to his suiting. His best form has come left-handed. Did run poorly in the classic chase last year, but Richard Hobson's horses weren't in great form at the time. I think he's been lined up for this. The ground will still be soft. He's a strong stayer. And uh, I hope Lord de Menil will get his day in the sun in the rearranged veterans chase. So that's it for the first episode of the new SBK show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do forward on to me any questions, any queries you've got you think I can help with, any horses that have got a handicap mark you think I've missed, or any disagreements you may have about what I make of the handicap marks that I've discussed this week. I'll be back next Tuesday, and I'll see you then.